Well, hello there, Hidden Nation. Welcome into the studio. You got Josh Carey here. It's your Hidden Entrepreneur. You're tuned in to 710 WOR, the voice of New York, sitting right here on that iHeartRadio network. If you haven't yet, make sure to download that free iHeartRadio app. You're going to get to listen to every episode of this show, the entire back catalog, along with the millions of other shows you may be listening to now, including all music across all genres. In a nation, got a good one for you today. I'm joined by computer vision expert Sumed Datar, who's going to talk about all the important work that he is implying directly to cancer research and other sector applications, as we'll get into. Sumed, thank you for sitting down and joining us today. Thank you very much, Josh. I said that you're a computer vision expert. I have done my homework, so I know especially how this is applying to cancer research, uh, which is so valuable, so important. But help Hidden Nation understand from the top, what exactly is a computer vision expert? Awesome. Uh, So first thing, before I start, I just want to say that what I'm talking is completely for um, educational purposes. I'm not representing anybody, just purely by myself. And yeah, let's get started. So uh, what is computer vision, right? Computer vision is all about making sense of visual data, right? Uh, As a human, uh, what we do is when we see certain things, we actually see some kind of a pattern. Like take, for example, if you have to make a distinction between a dog and a cat, right? The dog has certain features that we understand as humans. Similarly, a cat has certain features that again, we understand and that's how we distinguish in our brain, right? Similarly, can we do the same thing for a machine, right? So this is pretty much what computer vision is all about. Now, when it again comes to cancer research, right, uh, what we are trying to do is we are trying to find abnormalities in biomedical images. The concept is very similar. What we are doing is we are trying to see patterns, like take, for example, if you have a polyp, if you have an ulcer, or if you have other types of um, cancer uh, issues, uh, those abnormalities can be actually seen. Uh, But what happens is um, the field experts, they find it very hard to actually identify these different uh, cancer abnormalities. Why they find it hard is because it's a very laborious process. They take several weeks, several months to actually identify all this. But when you throw compute at a machine, the machine can do it for you. This way, what happens is the diagnosis is faster. And you get your results faster, you get better treatment, and in turn, um, you, you save a human's life. That is extraordinary. Between the machine success or failure rate versus the human success and failure rate, you already stressed that the human will take several weeks to several months that we know in a cancer diagnosis that can be Uh, the difference between life and death, literally. Uh, But between machine and human in this regard, what is the difference between success and failure rate in identification? Yeah, so sometimes, again, uh, the machines cannot take over a human, machines cannot take over a doctor, they know the best, but what the machine can do is it can actually assist them, right? the initial round take, for example, it can just put something like a bounding box, we call it, like around the entire biomedical image. And then the doctor can actually review it. 
and then if he finds more then he can actually put more boxes or sometimes what happens is um sometimes um with the camera they have like a uh, like a gas pedal so they just have to keep stamping on it to capture images so whenever they find something uh, that could be cancerous they keep stamping the pedal and then they keep capturing the snaps right but once it is done they got to summarize the whole thing uh, say they take like 100 snaps in a session after that they have to like make a summary out of it right after taking the snaps they have to again go through all the snaps again and then say that oh okay i see these many polyps or these many ulcers or these many lesions but in the process after you've taken all the snaps you just feed to the computer the computer will give a rough estimation that 100 images it will probably uh, give you the result in few minutes and then the doctor can just skim through it and then uh, just be done with it and move on to the next person so the productivity improves very quickly uh, so this way it helps these doctors or field experts but it doesn't like take take over yeah you've created something called transfer learning with computer right. vision that's all yours what exactly is that so transfer learning right the concept is uh, uh, coming from this thing called deep learning so what happens is uh, <clears throat> there are a lot of researchers and a lot of companies who are actually supporting for free availability of resources so what they do is since they have a lot of money infrastructure they actually feed this deep neural network with tons and tons and tons of data like everyday data like several million or maybe even billion images right so what happens is um, there is a learn uh, there is a technique called back propagation and during back propagation the neural network is actually learning all the different patterns like if it's a car it can know the wheel of the car like it can actually identify these patterns so in transfer learning what you do is since you already uh, have the entire knowledge graph so what you do is you tailor make only your your to your use case like take for example if you want to detect birds uh then you just like remove only certain probably 3 4 layers at the end but you keep the entire uh, knowledge as it is so that you just make changes there this is somewhat like how a human is learning right take for example in school um you're dumped with uh science information history information social studies and various other subjects and then you get into a specialization to to further work somewhere to solve a problem right so but the main knowledge graph that remains the same but you make some changes to the end and then you go do some specialization right the concept is very similar so this way you're not spending too much compute your turnaround time is fast and you can actually solve problems faster this is where does as as the lay person knows it ai artificial intelligence where does that lie within everything you're doing yeah so this is basically artificial intelligence this whole thing right the neural network that we say this is artificial intelligence so there are different techniques so what we are trying to do is we are making the machine learn making the machine learn so the machine is trying to learn some kind of a function and this function is being learned by feeding lots and lots of data um an analogy to this is take for example uh, you have to give an exam probably in a week so what you do is you start preparing for it how do you start preparing for it you start reading about it 
and then if you have previous year question papers or something like that or uh, just some frequently asked questions you go through that and that way what you're doing is what you learned you're trying to validate and then what you do is you go give your exam and once you give your exam you get a certain score right that actually tells how good or how bad you are and for the next exam if you study well meaning if you actually understand where you went wrong you correct yourself and then you give the next exam so you get better this is essentially what artificial intelligence is about you just feed data initially the machine is bad and then there is an equation which says hey you are this bad then you again feed some more data and you just do it over and over over and over until the machine becomes an expert this is essentially what artificial intelligence is and if i might assume that's in essence what life is too right how we can be our best self and best person right we go out into the right. world we do something we get positive and or negative feedback and then we adjust accordingly yes yes accordingly perfect perfect yep. but the only beauty uh, for a scientist is how do you convert this into an equation right that is the toughest part and uh, that is where there is value mm. this um transfer learning with computer vision that you've created uh and have devoted to cancer research there's other sectors that this is applicable for yeah right right um it's applicable in various other sectors like in agriculture in retail um even take for example like the autonomous driving you have lot and lot of startups which are just popping up everywhere because they are able to like tailor make and create these solutions for their use case and uh, that way this whole transfer learning has exploded and you can actually impact various other fields can you give me an example of uh, how it's being used in say retail yeah so <clears throat> in retail again right um why you don't really have to train a model or why you can but you don't have to train a model from scratch is uh, this is a newer problem um, especially in the retail sector there are so many problems that you can actually solve with computer vision that people are not aware of uh, <clears throat> and then uh, the ability lies in understanding the problem and convert it into a technical problem which involves computer vision but the challenge that lies here is the availability of data like day to day products like a dog or a cat is easy to get but uh, something um, more something like a random flavor in a in a store uh, is for a particular product is almost not available on the internet right now probably even i think google images are shot down or they're just generating artificial uh, images and not actual real images right so how do you um, get images for yourself so that you can train the model now transfer learning is super helpful here because you just need very little data you just have to figure out what is the right data to give to the model to see how reactive the model is and based on that you can just feed this small amount of very good data with wide distribution to the model and the model learns and then you can deploy it and then it can do something like say product recognition this technology is extraordinary these are the kinds of things that we don't even know what we don't know what you know today where do you go from here what is that real next breakthrough that you're working towards yeah so with the sudden uh, breakthrough 
uh, with chat GPT in November of 2022 and the uh, subsequent fight towards uh, enterprise uh, AI to uh, making sure AI is accessible to the world, right? Uh, this whole uh, culture is something that's going to blow up more and uh, <clears throat> having uh, these models which are equivalent to what chat GPT is doing for free is where the world is also moving towards because people are not sure whether they really have to pay or can they do it by themselves, right? Uh, that is one aspect of it. The second aspect is if you take what chat GPT is doing with like say open source models or probably chat GPT, couple it with computer vision now what's happening is you just don't have visual signals you have visual signals you have audio visual and natural language processing signals and probably 15 years ago when data analysis became a big thing and data science became a big thing you have like tabular information when you couple all these things together your decision making is much more amplified and way better kind of the industries moving in that direction what is the thing that keeps you up at night what keeps me up at night is uh something called false positives right uh okay you're working in your lab or you're working in a controlled environment it's working well you're getting very good accuracy you're getting in your high 90s and then once you get out in the wild, suddenly your values are all over the place because the the only uh, drawback or a limitation with these models is it is very hard to understand why it gave a certain result. Like you might have seen examples of like say um, when you're driving a Tesla and then say you have a pickup truck with wood logs, the Tesla will actually say it's a traffic signal right and what happens is it clearly is making a mistake and the minute it sees traffic signal it's confused whether it should move forward or just stay right uh, these things actually keep me awake and i have to like figure out how to make sure such problems don't happen how we can put gates because you can't build a completely perfect system but you have to find strategies to minimize errors so yeah this is what um, keeps me awake at night and I keep thinking about how we can minimize this as much as possible. You created a course on all of this. Who is that course for? Yeah, that course was an initiative as part of the Linux Foundation. Um, probably the only course where uh, they are spreading data science knowledge to people around the world. So there I noticed that they didn't have this specific course. And um, I actually proposed this idea, presented it to them, and uh, thankfully they accepted it. And now it's been used by several uni universities around the world. It's such a powerful tool, and I thought I should share it with everyone. Amazing. Sumed, final thoughts. What does Hidden Nation need to hear before we go on our way? they should learn to advance their skill set and uh, 
try to get better over time and try to be open to use more advanced tools which will improve their day to day productivity but not a threat in any case but improving and uh, getting used to these advanced tools like tomorrow what may happen is you might have these newer ai ai tools that is integrated into your day to day applications that you are using not to like get rid of you or not to like cut down but just to improve your productivity just like how you had excel in the past uh, prior to excel they used to probably write it in a pen and paper and now you have excel and people have to learn macros similarly i think people may have to learn something new which is related to ai and just to improve their productivity advancing skills in this area is helpful sumed detar computer vision expert thank you for putting good into the world and for sitting down with us today really appreciate you thank you so much josh thank you and thank you hidden nation for investing your time go out into the world put good into the world do what you know you are capable of doing we're going to do this again before too long until we meet again take care be well